0: coming up a Thanksgiving spectacular movies that we really shouldn't like but we do anyway because the heart wants what the heart wants Oh, hey, listener. Welcome to another rousing episode of the Magnificently Huge Podcast. This is our Thanksgiving spectacular, which is to say that we're going to dive into some movies that, by all accounts, we should just hate. We should spit on them. We should hate them with every fiber of our being. And yet, something in them just makes us love them all the more. It's uh, kind of an odd thing. But that's our raison d'etre here at the show. We bag on things that we otherwise love. And we appreciate you stopping by and hanging with us while we do it. If you don't want to sit through our, what we call the fresh shit, that's our extemporaneous segment about new stuff we're into, Uh, just fast forward, we hit some high notes. Some current releases, but also Disney+. Plus. You're going to want to hear what we say about that. I guarantee it, because none of it's good. But, you know... That's our thing. So stick around for Thanksgiving, and we hope you enjoy. If you do, send us an email. Please get in touch with us, magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. You can send us your comments, your feedback, your suggestions, whatever. We'll take it. You can also head over to our Twitter feed, at MagHuge. We're on Facebook, Podcast. We're on Instagram. If you hit any of those, why don't you just uh, like the page, share along with your friends, uh, like everything you see, and, uh, you know, Send us some comments. We love that. Or, you know, go over to your podcast provider of choice, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever. And we do ask that you, uh, you know, while you're there, give us five stars. Give us a review. Positive, hopefully. But we'll take what we can get, honestly. Yeah. And then lastly, head on over to our website, maghuge.com. M-A-G-H-U-G-E. We got links and shows and stuff. You know, it's a website. Whatever. It's one of them newfangled things. And kids are really into it. So yeah, without further ado, uh, we hope you enjoy our talk about movies that we should hate but we really don't. Stanksgiving. We're gonna we're gonna stumble back in because our schedule's out of whack again. So again, I feel like I haven't hey. talked to you guys in like you know weeks. We kind of have a Week and a
1: half. Yeah. 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 By the way, this is the Magnificently Huge podcast. And uh, my name is Brian. My I'm name Ryan. is Eric.
0: Hi, Eric. Uh, my name is Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello. There. Welcome we to we the, introduced show. the show. We introduced the shit out of it, is what Bored we we're Bored yet? Mm. <laughs> 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 yes. Can we move wow. on with it? Click. Again, this is the weeding out portion of the program. Thanks for sticking around, now we can get the to the real stuff. The part that we
2: should edit out and never do. Yeah, that's true. Alright, how's everybody been? Super I'm great. in my new little home office, and it's a little echoey, and uh, yeah, this is a first, are, so it may or may not
0: you, sound like awful. Are you going to put up like egg crate stuff on the walls and do like a a studio?
2: Mm, that'd be a good idea, wouldn't it?
1: Maybe. I literally record my bit in a walk-in closet, which is a super <laughs> dead room. Oh, that's cool! But also, I'm surrounded by clothes. It's yeah. true.
0: Do they smell good? Do they smell um, it game? Yes, because they're clean. Nice. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't want to be rolling around in dirty clothes. That'd be yeah.
2: Okay. Well, that'd be par for the course. If I remember 1988.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so- I've I've
0: matured since then. It's turns- <laughs> so- really sauce for yeah, the a little <laughs> dick. Well. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I've had enough of the pleasantries, haven't you?
2: Yes. yes let's get on
0: with some fresh shit. Yeah.
1: This shit is fresh. Oh shit! That is fresh. This stuff is fresh. fresh.
0: There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs>
2: I don't mind walking through that door every week. I just barge, barge, barge.
0: Yeah. It's good times. Good times. Yeah. Uh, well, we've had a lot of, of time on this hiatus. Uh, so I have a bunch of stuff. I assume Brian has Ooh. a bunch of stuff. I have uh, some stuff. I have and, some stuff. And Eric's even got some stuff.
1: It's uh, going to be a long show, everybody. Strap in. Who's going first?
0: <laughs> yeah, but word the wise to the, the general casual listener, if you don't want to listen to this, it's usually around 20, 30 minutes and the real show starts. Yeah, okay. yeah we're talking about crap that's yeah.
2: current like,
0: as of... <laughs> now which is a couple of years ago for you i I
1: actually go to the trouble of like typing in the timestamps in the show notes yeah i don't know that anybody ever looks but they're there if you don't like it skip
0: (laughs) 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 yeah it's the you know this is behind the curtains kind of stuff thank you uh who wants to go first i mean don't everybody jump at it once i got
1: i got a bunch of stuff (laughs)
0: let's uh let's start with brian what do you say and then we'll see if there's any overlap
1: all right. Sure. Okay. Probably won't be. <laughs> Not okay. this time. Okay. Okay. So, got got a few things. Um I went for the first time since I think the 1990s to the Valley Art Theater in downtown Tempe, Arizona. Where that's it's just a single screen theater. It's still in business. There's no reason for it to be in business other than D- Dan Harkin's wills it to be so. Does it still smell like pee? No, they've, you know, they've
0: cleaned it. <laughs> they clean up that um, piece stench pretty they've good. They've <laughs> remodeled it, you know, a
1: little bit. So it's got new seats and stuff, but it's oh. still the Valley Art. God. Like a very Art Deco look to it.
0: That's the theater that I went and saw Swingers at, and Eric was there with me. And uh, another friend of mine who had never met Eric before... And there's the scene with John Favreau making a total ass of himself in front of a woman. And Eric is making all kinds of moans and groans. And my other friend is like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I, thought, I thought
1: you were going to say that's where we peed in the corner. And that's why it smells like pee. Well, that's <laughs> where the story was
0: leading. But you okay. ruined it. So Yeah, well,
1: that's you. what I'm here for. Okay. I'm here to ruin things.
0: What did you see at the Valley? I
1: saw a movie called Greener Grass.
0: Oh, uh, I sent nice. you a
1: link to the trailer to this thing. Yes. Um, what the hell is this? Uh, this is a couple of women, I guess, who were from the Upright Citizens Brigade. Um, they got a chance to turn a short film of theirs into a full-length movie, and it's a bad idea. Yeah it, it it's very much it's. It, Okay, think of Kids in the Hall, Brain Candy, and why that wasn't as good as Kids in the Hall, right? although it's it still very good—a bunch of little ideas strung together,
0: kind of in a movie format. I like Brain Candy. I'll fight. Hampered by structure.
1: Yeah, this this movie uh, is kind of like that, in that it's it's clearly a bunch of like ideas they had for funny bits, um, and they all just take place in this bizarre alternate reality. Where, you know, the whole world is, is just a, um, a satire of modern, you know, fake nicety. So everyone is just super fake nice to absurd lengths. And it's, it's like Tim Burton's Edward Scissorhands suburbia, but even more so. Um, so you can tell you're in an alternate reality right away because, for example, all of the adults wear braces because it's fashionable. Um, it's never explained. It's never discussed. It's just everybody happens to be wearing braces. Why
0: that is fucking awesome? I love it when they don't explain <laughs> jokes and they just happen. <laughs> well, yeah. then you. This movie has Chris written <laughs> all I was, over. I was watching it. the trailer. So fucking weird. Yeah, I was watching the trailer and I was just thinking to myself, "This is so delightfully weird." It is. <laughs> I'm, I must yeah. see this. Yeah. Low it starts out
1: day. <laughs> he starts out with this one woman just basically saying to the to her friend, Hey, uh you know do you want my baby? And just hands her the baby and gives it to her like a gift. You know, I'm kinda done with it. And uh that's the that's the kind of weird ass shit that goes on in this movie. Eventually a kid turns into a dog uh just because <laughs> nice. um it, okay. I I don't know how to explain it. it it's just watch the trailer. If you're into say. the trailer, you're into the movie. I think.
0: Um, then then yeah, then I'm definitely watching it at some point.
1: the The part that got me the most was at one point, um, uh, mom walks in and uh, to the living room, and dad is watching the their like eight year old son, and dad has fallen asleep on the couch. An eight year old son is now watching a show on TV called Kids with Knives. And all it is is just kids playing with knives, you know, jumping (laughs) in the ball pit with knives, you know, juggling knives, whatever. But as soon as this kid has watched five seconds of this show, his entire personality changes. And then this kid is just an asshole the rest of the movie. You know, they'll just be sitting there in a scene. And at the end of the scene, the kid will just blurt out, I wish I was aborted,
0: you know, just because he saw kids with knives. (laughs) 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 This sounds like a like a Todd Salons sort of jam almost.
1: It's it's got a real adult swimmy kind of okay. kind of vibe going good. on. Good, good. good. That's um, always
2: good. That's a winner.
1: Yeah. So it's it's got to be coming to streaming something sometime soon, right? So check it out. Greener a- Grass. Ask for it today.
2: That'll get me to buy Disney Plus.
0: <laughs> no it won't. <laughs> oh, can we can we put a fit in that and talk about Disney Plus in just a little bit? We can. I wasn't going to go there, but we'll go there. Okay. Okay. Good.
1: All right. Um, So the next thing I've got uh, I was in California, I was in San Diego this week, and went to Ocean Beach Theater Company, Tiny Theater Company's production of Heather's the Musical. Uh. Oh. This oh, is yeah. a live Broadway-style musical of Heathers.
0: Oh, huh. yay. Um, I feel like if you go to something like that, you have to be deliberately ironic as you watch it. You know, it holds up.
1: Heather's, Heather's a musical, is good enough source ma- it, it, it does. as a musical. Okay. It, it's good enough source material that it holds up. It holds It's been a long time since I've seen it, but they definitely, you know, hit the subversive nature of Heather's pretty hard. First of all, this is a horny-ass musical. Uh, (laughs) I haven't seen a stage show this horny in a while because I've been going to, like, you know, the uh, damage. And
0: and you've seen Miss Saigon.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, Miss Saigon is set in a whorehouse. Uh, So, yeah. (laughs) Um, This... One of the fun things about it was, uh, you know, the guy who runs the theater troupe, there's only like 100 seats in this theater, it's a tiny theater, um, but the guy who runs the theater troupe comes out and he's like, well, the show must go on. Those of you who know us personally, we've got a special surprise because uh, one of our actors is sick. And it turns out it's the lead Heather, Heather Chandler, is being played by a drag queen this night because the <laughs> normal actress is sick and drag queen fucking kills it. <laughs> As has <the> same
0: <laughs> it shouldn't matter just, if it's a good performance it's a good performance that's what I say
1: yeah so you know the, the guy who did JD he was not doing Christian Slater he was just doing like completely believable teenage guy who's full of himself and a little, little fucked up um, which makes sense
0: if you're updating it because basically Christian Slater is just doing Nicholson Right. In, yeah. in the movie. And that as long as he ages
2: well. As long as you know he's a psychopath, I think you're on the right track.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, and he's clearly a psychopath. And I thought they did a really yeah. commendable job. Uh, good job, Ocean Beach Theater Company. Um So so Heathers he made Heathers work.
0: So it still remains a solid Gen X anthem. This, it does. Okay. It, it does. It reminds me of the meme I saw, or no, it wasn't a meme. Someone had tweeted, and this is basically, uh, millennials refer to Gen X as the Karen generation now, which if you knew anything about Gen X, you'd know that we call ourselves Heather. So. Yeah. 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 Who's Karen? <laughs> you don't know, you don't know, Karen's like the new, uh, generic, uh, insult name for people that are just. I have show, Let me talk to your manager, hair, and I just bitch about everything at restaurants oh, and stuff. Like, like, okay, yeah, All right, I
2: yeah. guess
0: thanks, That's, Karen. But I yeah. was trying to do this other thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a yeah. thing. It's on the. I internet. saw
1: you know it's my my oldest uh, daughter. She's going to be thirty soon, and her name is Jessica. And it turns out like everyone her age is named Jessica. And there's a there's a I saw. Uh, an ad for a uh, a thing here in town uh called on turning 30 by 10 different jessicas uh, <laughs> Anyway, i've heard of that but i've um, heard boom. of that i just I just boom. the title and
2: it's worth it
0: yeah yeah okay
1: all right and then finally I got one more movie for you and i doubt there's any overlap here i went and saw motherless brooklyn
0: oh good god why Uh, because my wife wanted to go see
1: Motherless Brooklyn. It was the one she wanted to see. Just read the damn book. I I didn't read the book. Uh, so Edward Norton. Edward Norton has apparently been trying to get this movie made for, like, ever. And finally did. He wrote it. He directed it. He stars in it. Uh, and apparently the book was set in a contemporary setting, at least in 1999 when it was published. But Norton has moved it in time to the 1950s uh, which I think really helps because it means it gets to make add a bunch of cool hats um, <laughs> which is important <laughs> I guess what the fuck Edward, Edward Norton is a guy who's like an assistant to a private eye and he has um uh Asperger, no uh, Tourette's Tourette's syndrome Come. bitch well, he doesn't actually <laughs> swear much in it. He just kind of, okay. just kind of says you know rude stuff that pops through your head. Yeah. You yeah. know, like funny little things.
0: Ba- Based on the uh, the two minute trailer that I saw once, uh, it he looked like he was trying to go for the full on Dustin Hoffman Rain Man thing. That's really what I, it looked like. Well, what's so weird about it is, I mean, the character has this affect, and
1: it really has no relevance to anything. Um. It, it it never factors into the plot uh it, you you start to overlook it pretty quickly and no other character even really has a problem with it like every single character uh who runs into this guy who just occasionally just goes eh! you know or whatever um in the they,
2: 50s when it wasn't like <laughs> uh, 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 diagnosed or right. understood you're just an asshole and yeah. then
1: and then they just say yeah i've got a condition everyone's like oh okay cool yeah. And then that's it. And that, Every character is just like, yeah, whatever. Okay, I know. You got a condition, yeah. whatever. In
2: the 50s, if you said that, it'd be like, well, I don't want to catch it. Get away from me.
1: Right. Yeah. F off.
0: It so seems that... like that would play well in The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, what, if I, I made, turn into like... a rage monster. Yeah,
1: cool. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um...
0: <laughs> oh, that again. Uh... I,
1: I kept expecting him to like, you know... Blow his cover or or you know have it somehow mean something that he has this. The only thing it that it really has anything to do with, I guess he's got this funny, noisy brain, and so he has a really good memory, and that's why he's a useful assistant to a private eye. Um, hmm. Other than that, it's just like a noir kind of noir light. it's It's well made, it's, it's really well made. um it might be a little long. it could use some editing maybe. Uh, and, and then the one thing I will say, Alec Baldwin is in this movie and Alec Baldwin is basically playing the the guy that Trump thinks he is, but is not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> huge. Yeah. Alec Baldwin's playing this guy who's all about himself and all about power and all about running New York city by basically running the, I don't know if it's the borough authority or the bridge authority. Um, he has this great line uh, towards the end where he says, I'm not above the law. I'm ahead of the law. And I thought that was a really <laughs> well, that's apt like the, description
0: of how a lot of folks behave. Well, that's like the dad from SLC Punk. I didn't sell out, son. I bought in. <laughs> it's the same thing. So you basically saw like a super indie and then a total like, studio flop.
1: Well, I mean it was kind of another indie in a way. It was Edward Norton, you know, making his little dream project. Everything is an indie unless there's superheroes in it. I mean, that's, right. that's the way it is these days.
0: <laughs> that's true. Okay. I mean, I'm not looking
1: taken. I'm not looking for the next film in the Motherless Brooklyn cinematic universe. <laughs> motherless <So I laughs> Brooklyn to
0: Electric Boogaloo. Yeah.
1: Endgame.
2: Motherless Santa Monica and motherless
0: Toronto. Yeah. Motherless Tallahassee. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I think, I think CSI I've said enough. motherless. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to somebody else and see if I can still glom on to the rest of the fresh shit. Yeah, let's do that.
0: Who wants to go hey. now? I'll, ro- I'll rochambo you, Eric. What, you'll rochambeau me? Yeah.
2: Are you going to buy me dinner? <laughs> Maybe after. I don't know what the fuck that means, dude. <laughs> you go. You. Uh, so I watched season two of End of the Fucking World. How was that? Oh, haven't
1: gotten there it yet. Very good.
2: Very good. And okay. you know, we were t- our, our big thing was I don't see how they could do a season two, and it's actually a really
0: smart season two. Okay. Uh, good. Really. Uh, I was worried it, that it was going to be pointless.
2: No, no, it makes sense, and it ties into the murder of the serial rapist guy. Okay. Um. See. I don't know. I don't know how much to say, but it's worth watching. Okay. I I can tell you this much. Uh, He had a, not a protege, but a girl who thought that he loved her because he bothered to rape her. And so she kept showing up. And uh, when he's killed, she's in jail for killing someone for him and goes crazy that he's dead. And so vows revenge and goes after the two interesting and hilarity ensues no it's really worth uh how's checking the out.
0: Uh, how's the music this uh this season
2: awesome I, it's so okay. full of music i've never heard before i just want like a mm. playlist of this show
0: yeah the first season the soundtrack was pretty amazing so yes yeah, it is prima
2: cool it's 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 funny how um oh boy i can never think of that guy's name but it's like him anyway um yeah so watch that i finally watched russian doll and you're right that's 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 killer
0: i don't see how
2: they do a season <laughs> two of that
0: yeah. Oh, they'll totally do a season. Two. They will. Oh, yeah. they will probably be just as awesome. But yeah, I got totally sucked in, and then mid-season they totally went left of center where I didn't think they were going to go, and I thought, that makes perfect sense now. Fuck you. How dare you? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. My only guess is that none of this
2: is going on. She has been in a coma this entire time, and her head keeps doing this to her. <laughs>
0: it's an interesting theory. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and well... I mean, I was going to see Doctor Sleep today, but I didn't. Ugh. Does that count? Yeah. Uh, we yeah, were, sure. yeah, sure. We were in For town. We we're like, always oh, let's go see a movie, and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then we came home and we didn't. So yeah. I can tell you, I wasn't disappointed by it, but I also didn't get what I thought I would get
1: out of it. Yeah, because I, I didn't see it to see a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's yeah. another
0: that's another Warner Brothers movie. Speaking of Motherless Brooklyn, Doctor Sleep, uh, just. Fell flat. Nobody went and saw it after all of the solid reviews. Mm-hmm. And I questioned the judgment of releasing a horror film a week after Halloween and expecting yeah. people to get all oogie spooky. And, I, uh, I think they clock. didn't
2: want it to be written off as like just a horror film. Yeah. But the moment they had in there like a cabal of whatever they are, Satan worshippers or, you know, uh, uh Dark Side Shiners or whatever the fuck that that broad with the hat. <laughs> Every time I see that broad with the hat it's in the preview, the I'm like, Shannon. oh, the I know seen. what this is. This is another Stephen King movie. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't have the the sort of distant scariness of the 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 Kubrick film. Basically, yeah. they they should have just not done this if they yeah. couldn't Kubrick. Well, it guys. seems like
0: from what I read, they basically just tried to hew in uh, the book. The Kubrick movie and then the Dr. Sleep book, yeah, and kind of toe a line that didn't really work on any of the things. They paid Stephen
1: King the kind of money they paid James Cameron to say nice things about Terminator Genesis, (laughs) basically.
0: basically. Um, (laughs) yeah,
1: because he's saying nice things about the movie, right? Oh man, did you read about how bad that, that dark
2: Terminator Dark Fate bombed? Yeah. What yeah, that what was going to happen. Hard. I did. No, no, no. I didn't know it was going to die that hard. Like to the point they're saying, "Okay, we're done. We're not going to make any more of these because nobody cares." That. Thank the fucking god. I mean, yeah, geez. it's like, we get it's it. You go back in time and it doesn't work. And okay,
1: you know, <laughs> Terminator yeah. Dark Fate is actually of of the Terminator sequels, uh, one of the best ones. So it it doesn't necessarily deserve the kind of death it got, but. Genesis deserves to have killed the franchise. Like, Genesis was yeah. the fucking yeah. worst. Yeah. I hate
0: that band.
2: It is It is also very <laughs> cheap that they basically <laughs> use this sequel to try and erase their sins. Well,
0: they didn't yeah. happen. Well, but you know. I tell you, though, it's uh, produced it's like, by Cameron, and he also produced Battle Alita Angel, whatever that one was. Alita Battle yeah. Angel. Uh, he's just, I don't think he's a good producer. I'm just going to be out there with it. Yeah. I don't think he's any good at it.
1: Well, we Too got, got that Avatar f- 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 to <laughs> yes, look forward like, put to. put it away, Grandpa. Avatar cinematic
0: universe. <laughs> put it away. Yeah, that's all yeah. I can say.
2: I don't know. You can't count him down. Like, you can't count him out because every time yeah. he's had yeah. something like this, it's worked out, <laughs> and you just scratch your head going, what the fuck? Titanic? Yeah.
0: Seriously? Titanic? Yeah. in uh, yeah. the world. Well, the yeah. other two, while we're following this flow through, as long as we're BSing, uh, the Charlie's Angels movie came out this weekend, and that thing tanked hard. Yeah, because International Banks, doesn't
2: like it any more than the, the yeah, Americans do.
0: Yeah, and Elizabeth Banks is just moaning and groaning because she thinks it's some sort of uh, weird sexism thing. It's like, no, you made a movie that nobody wanted to fucking see yeah. based mm-hmm. on a property that nobody fucking cares about anymore. <laughs> it's like, you Relying should have heavily on through. the comedic <laughs> talents of Kristen Stewart. Think yeah. about that for a moment. Yeah, and a, and a cast of unknowns. And the, yeah. even the the ones that McGee did, uh, those
2: were great. I'm first, sorry, those were great. I, I do not like McGee at all. But yeah, I was talking with my wife about this today. Those two films, and you kind of need to stick them together. They were fun.
0: Uh, they were awesome. Uh, I did the the second one. I just I can't, and the first one I can barely do. But it's mostly because of Sam Rockwell. Yes. Yeah. Like if he's not in it, that movie doesn't work, and I think that's what's lacking from what I've read on this new one. There's just no hook. There's no no there there to mm-hmm. make you want to keep watching. So yeah. you that's, know whatever. Yeah,
2: I, uh, I, I it sounded like Elizabeth Banks really got into the world building of the sort of the the various <laughs> yeah. angels around the globe, and it's yeah.
0: like yeah, we don't care. It's not it's that sort that big of like. A deal. Uh, the same thing she did with the Pitch Perfect franchise.
2: Yeah. Really turned yeah. that one around.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. I I mean.
2: Okay. Yeah. And and the other thing is those Charlie's Angels movies were near enough to the source material that people already remembered and hated the original Charlie's Angels. So <laughs> yeah, when they true. did the, the <laughs> new movie, it was enough of a spoof that you could laugh. Yeah. This is like it, it doesn't refer to anything. It's it kind of it acts like it's I don't
1: know actually plausible or yeah. not dumb. I don't I'm know. fascinated. We we've now turned this segment into at least five minutes about stuff we have not seen.
0: Well, what <laughs> the fuck? Come on, man. <laughs> hey, happy Thanksgiving. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, okay. Here's some stuff then. Uh, I actually have – I've seen a movie in the theater two weekends in a row, which is a rarity for me these Who days. Who are you? What have you done yes. with Chris? <laughs> yeah. I Well, I used to go to movies all the fucking time, like all the time, and now I don't because it's just a pain in Was the ass. Was it a re-release of something with Telly Savalas? Oh, good lord. I I wish – <laughs> but no, like with Veterans Day being recently, Dirty Dozen has been playing nonstop on cable. And of that's, course. Yeah. That's one of my top five. I'll stop and watch it whenever it's on. <laughs> so Telly Savala's playing Maggot. Yeah. So I've I've seen some. <laughs> uh but no, I uh I went and saw Midway because I could not not see it. All right. Uh, tell us
1: about Midway, because uh it's I mean
0: Roland Emmerich, it, right? It's yeah, it's Roland Emmerich finally getting to do uh like a true life disaster porn epic. Uh it it ironically is his most subdued movie ever. And I think it's cause he has to hew to the historical record. I heard it cause uh, he had to
1: hew to a budget because ID four yeah. two flopped and so they didn't give him a bunch of money for this one. Well this thing called That's like, their fault. They should have yeah.
0: known that wasn't gonna do well. Well yeah. yeah. Well and yeah. <laughs> and then once Will Smith backed out, everything kind of fell. But midway, it's I mean, which it's is
1: amazing because think about what Will Smith has been saying yes to, <laughs> exactly. and yeah. like Gemini, yeah, <laughs> and spies in disguise and Aladdin yeah. like dude, yeah. dude has yeah. to have like you Lost know gotten in mind. trouble with the mob or something. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, anyway, I, but
0: well, midway, it's midway. I mean, if you like if you like World War Two movies, it's actually very good. It's a paper thin plot because you already know the story. And it's, uh, you know, standard biopic kind of stuff. I mean, they, they basically condense six months of the war into just over two hours. So you just basically get all the, the large brushstrokes of history, uh, like starting with Pearl Harbor and then going into all of the naval maneuvering in the Pacific to kind of counteract the Japanese fleet. And then you get Doolittle's raid, uh... As sort of a counterpoint and then they they break the code and then they set up the Midway battle and then a bunch of ships get blown up. Uh, I mean it's pretty much – you've seen the story before but it's so slick because they threw everything they had at all of the plane battles and they're just – they're crazy. They're insane. It's like <laughs> in, in the 76 version of Midway with Peter Fonda – and Heston and all those guys. A
2: lot of rear projection. Yeah, a lot of they rear basi- projection
0: with the same cockpit set. Yeah, yeah. well, and all the, all the fight footage they basically recycled from stuff like *Tora Tora Tora* and other movies that had done it before, because the mm. studio was cheap, and so all of that just looks just ridiculous. But this one, it's like it's a full fledged like airplane somehow.
2: Yeah, it's a podcast, so, of course, no visuals, but you gotta go find Charlton Heston crashing his plane in that movie <laughs> because it's just him in this cockpit set with this bad rear projection, and they're showing file footage of a plane crashing into an aircraft carrier, but yeah. his acting is basically going, I'm pulling
0: back on the stick, I'm Charlton Heston, and then <laughs> crashing. Yeah, it's <laughs> ridiculous. So, as as World War II... Uh, epics go. This one, it's pretty good even is though it, the story's paper thin it, and you don't is it go for the it better than actors. Pearl Harbor? Well, that's the other thing is I was just watching it going, man, I would love to see Pearl Harbor and Midway sort of mushed into one super cut (laughs) so you could get the lead up to Pearl Harbor and then you kind of get the Doolittle Raid as sort of the bridge and then you get the rest to go to Midway. I think that would be like the most (laughs) epic six hour movie ever.
2: I Uh, think, you know, what would be great is if somebody took Pearl Harbor and said, you know, none of this stuff happened Anyway, so we've added Jedis, and then Jedis (laughs) are, like, jumping through (laughs) the battles, chopping stuff.
0: (laughs) Well, I will tell you that uh, the cast is weird, Uh, like Woody Harrelson playing Chester Nimitz. Uh, It's sort of just whatever. But you get uh, one of the the Jonas Brothers, Nick, I think it is, Nick Jonas, (laughs) uh, playing one of the (laughs) sailors. (laughs) Yeah, he's playing, like, a a New York sailor, because you always have to have a fucking New York sailor in one of these goddamn movies and uh he's like shooting down kamikazes from the back of a a plane that's been like blown up but the the gun still works and then fades off the attack and then gets promoted and then later he's flying the tail gunner and they get shot down and captured by the japanese and the saving grace of this movie the one where i said okay i am totally on board now is that the japanese basically tie an anchor to nick jonas and make him talk and he says fuck you so they throw him overboard and drown him (laughs) <laughs> no, I thought thank you. Thank so you. So I read a, I read
1: a review of this movie that points out that it's funded largely by the Chinese and directed by a German yeah. about America in World War 2. Yeah. Um and it's good. and they he pointed out that um there's a real sense of like the Chinese backing in in that they don't have it be about individual heroes but it's about collective action that yeah, that wins basically. the day.
0: Yeah. And they totally gloss over the code breakers that made it all possible. That would be a more interesting story. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's uh, big. It's epic. Uh, so if you like planes shooting each other and killing ships and stuff, it's, it's your bag, man. Uh, hmm. So it's good. It wasn't nearly as good because the other thing I saw was Ford versus Ferrari, which was fucking amazing. Yeah, that's like lay it old, on me here. That's old school Hollywood at its finest right there it's uh, a story that's maybe somewhat factual but they played hard and loose with the facts but the chemistry between Matt Damon and uh, Christian Bale was fucking awesome because it's a really breezy light relatively funny character movie throughout uh, and a giant middle finger to corporatism in general which I didn't expect Hmm. it's basically Henry Ford II uh got talked into doing this race team so that he could go after Ferrari, who basically screwed him on an acquisition deal. So he's only going to Le Mans out of spite. Uh, and then he hires this ragtag bag, band of weirdos to make the car and race it. And they keep trying to control these guys through the entire s- series. Uh, and and they keep basically saying oh, fuck you. So it's basically just a full-on snobs versus slob's caddyshack kind of a thing, <laughs> as the chassis, if you will. Uh, but it's this like broader historical race epic thing. It's so weird, but it's it works from the first frame to the last. I was just enthralled. It's so, so is it, good.
1: Is it good because of just the the chemistry with the characters? Is it a good story? Is it thrilling race scenes? Like where uh, what, what do you go for?
0: It's like a full package deal, but without the characters, you, you got nothing. And Christian Bale just is funny as hell in this thing because he's just—he's Ken Miles, this crazy race car driver who just really DGAF through the entire thing. I mean, he's just like, yeah, whatever, uh, and then winds up, you know, winning all these records at Le Mans. Uh, I mean, it gets a little long at the end, but that's because they're doing the actual Le Mans race and it feels like you're in a 24-hour race. <laughs> uh, so they do a really good job with that. Uh, but most of the, the crux of the story is them button heads with uh, the, the suits back in Detroit. Uh, so it's basically just a, a movie about the the spirits of invention and creativity or whatever. But, yeah, I, it's,
2: it's funny as shit. I – I love James Mangold's movies. I really do. I mean, he, if you look at his filmography, he's made some really great stuff. Yeah. And and I wouldn't have, it's it's like I wouldn't have guessed this was all the same filmmaker.
0: No, it's a weird weird catalog. Yeah. Cuz it's like what Girl interrupted is where he started, right? Uh Copland. Okay. I yeah. mean, Copland was,
2: was amazing in and of itself. Let me get this straight. Sylvester Stallone is in a movie with a bunch of, like, real actors, and he's holding <laughs> his own. Yeah, really. Yeah.
0: You remember when Stallone used to be able to act? No. No? No? <laughs> no. Exactly. I remember when he tried to be funny. I mean, that
1: was I awful. I don't yeah. remember when Jimmy Stewart could act either, though. Like Or Jack Nicholson, you're right. Like, it's some people just play their character. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's true. like.
2: Logan is like the best superhero movie ever made. Night and Day is completely underrated.
0: Uh, yeah, it's still Identity. Did anybody see Identity? I love that. No, one. I didn't see that one. But I did see uh, 310. What is it? 310 to Yuma. 310 to Yuma. Yeah. With uh, Christian Bale as well. That one's a, a, a pretty taut Weston. I'll tell you what. Uh, but yeah, if you like uh, just a good breezy time at the movies, uh, Ford versus Ferrari is definitely going to be a good time. I wanted to go see that instead Luke. of
1: Motherless Brooklyn, <laughs> yeah. but I saw Motherless Brooklyn. Well, but I'll go see Ford vs. Ferrari. It's coming. I,
0: yeah. See it on the big screen if you can, because the, the driving okay. scenes are incredible. It's almost like, uh, did you ever see Le Mans with Steve McQueen, the no. Frankenheimer movie? It's yeah. like this is big, giant race movie, uh, but Ford vs. Ferrari gets it right because they tone down the melodrama, and they, they make it a very believable... Interaction between the characters and the sort of the stuff that they face. There's they like a, s- long, a long, a
2: long-standing uh, belief that no racing movie can succeed, and you can't really think of any that have, can you? Talladega Nights.
0: Days yeah, of Thunder. <laughs> Days of Thunder. <laughs> fuck you. Days of Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> I know Cole. He always goes to the outside. Yeah. I watched that one recently and I forgot that John C. Riley was in it. It blew my mind because he's also in Talladega Nights. <laughs> and I'm like, is Talladega Nights just a remake of Days of Thunder, which is a remake of Top Gun? <laughs> Boom. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I really did. I watched a bunch of movies and those are the top two.
1: Okay. Boom. And then you said we had, uh, we were going to talk about how we've, we've entered in the age of way too much damn streaming. Oh, Disney yeah, G- yeah, Plus yeah, yeah. has arrived,
0: everyone. Yeah, let's ride this turkey because it's uh, a Thanksgiving special episode, so we might as well uh, make this the appetizer. All right. Uh, so do either of you
1: have Disney Plus? No.
0: no. I I'm do. I'm not getting it. I, I got it. I knew you were going to get it. How many uh How many things have you seen? Because I'll tell you this right now. Everybody talking about the Mandalorian this and the Star Wars that and blah, blah, blah. I guarantee you that the only selling point for me on Disney Plus is the fact that you can get the entire 70s catalog of
1: movies. Dude, that's what I thought you were going to go for because, yeah, there's like the Love Bug and the Computer War tennis shoes and Witch Mountain 1 and yeah. 2 and like all kinds of old old
0: Yeah, don't, don't forget crap. Unidentified Flying Oddball. Come on.
1: Yeah. So Disney Plus Disney Plus is Hulu. Like it's the same software. It has the same sound effects when you push buttons in it. Damn. Um, I mean Except they did, they own Hulu, essentially. When you, when you got it, did you get it the first day when it wasn't working? So I was out of town the first day okay. when it wasn't working. So I only I have only watched one thing on Disney Plus so far, which is the first episode of The Mandalorian.
0: So you didn't um, get to the second episode with the baby Yoda?
1: Baby Yoda's there at the end of the first
2: episode. God, I saw wow, you, know you what? guys have said a lot of things now that make me hate this. <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> I thought, man, the Mandalorian looks really good, and then I saw all the bullshit about the baby Yoda and I went, nope, I'm uh, done.
1: The, so that's that's the bounty. He's he's got to go capture a baby of Yoda's race. <laughs> um, uh, it was and... probably like
0: hundred and fifty and still an infant because Yoda was like what? A hundred thousand years old.
1: I mean, they say it's about fifty years old. Okay. Um, so I mean, but like in in Muppet years, that's a lot.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's like in uh in like in the Star Wars prequels. By the time you get to Revenge of the Sith, and Yoda's like bouncing around and doing all the the saber foo, and then like thirty years later in the realm of Luke Skywalker, he's like this decrepit old thing. I'm like, that's only thirty years. He was only like a hundred and what? 80 Mm -hmm. when they did the star wars prequels and now he's just an old man it's like come on i
2: i I don't know i can't get into this at all anymore like uh, i I, i'm one of the kids who came up with the star wars trilogy coming out live and at the time there was nothing better Mm -hmm. and then they came out with the 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 non-chronological sequels and uh I watch it and I just thought, God, George Lucas should have inserted a scene of just himself talking to the camera saying, you you know, you're kind of a douchebag for liking this shit in the first place. Right. <laughs> and then jumping right back into that nonsense. And, and yeah. so like the idea that I'm now going to sign back on and watch a TV show with this now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, so they're doing they're doing like you know six to nine episode long series. Like all these Marvel shows are going to be about that long. The Mandalorian's only going to be a you know a handful of episodes, so they're they're kind of mini series. Yeah, um, you know the Mandalorian is good. I don't think there's a lot of hype on it. I don't know that it's living up to the hype. It definitely seems like high budget TV and not a movie to me. For example, the big thing that's broken about the Mandalorian is the music, because boy is it not John Williams.
0: A- at all. Well, that's going to be right. the hard sell for the Star Wars stuff moving yeah,
1: forward. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna have to really... Str- I mean, Rogue One didn't have Williams, and they got away with it, but what was that? G- Giacaccio or whoever it was? I don't but know. But it's also such away. a
2: departure. They could get away with it. Yeah. They were stylistically doing something different, so... Well, this is
1: definitely them. stylistically different. This is a western, okay? The Mandalorian is a western. Um, they, there is a lot... So in the way that Solo had a bunch of fan service that sucked, this has a lot of fan service that doesn't suck um, because they don't lampshade it, right? It's just kind of there, and you either pick up on it or you don't. Uh, you know, like the closest you get is somebody says the words life day, um, oh, that's, the <laughs> no way. Yeah, that's the other thing. That's the other thing I saw. Um, and and he's his died. weapon is the weapon from the Boba Fett cartoon from the Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, if you tell uh, me
0: B Arthur shows up, I'm gonna just you know not fall does yet. Does this
2: mean that 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 Christmas special
1: is canon? I yeah, think it's it na- does. It's now canon. It's now uh, canon. certainly Life Day is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it, this it takes it, place. It, itchy
0: is that the kid's name? Itchy. Uh,
1: um. Lumpy. Lumpy. I believe. God damn it. Um, it takes place after, sometime after Return of the Jedi, where there is no more Empire. Um, it takes place before, I guess, Force Awakens, I guess. Um, I, I don't know that that matters. It's
0: Art, are you going to see the lady in the tramp? No. Okay. Why would I watch that? cuz you know it's a totally necessary remake that they aren't confident enough to release in the theaters i guess what? i don't know
1: one thing i will say in in uh, disney plus's favor is at least for the newer movies the special features are there like if you go to the marvel movies it's like and here's the commentary track and here's like the behind the scenes stuff and so it's like so it's uh, just like
0: uber nerdist
1: well, I mean, all the reasons you would want to buy the DVD or whatever, right? Like, that's no longer a thing because the commentaries are now there in the digital form. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm happy about that because I really like commentaries.
0: Well, ex- explain to me this one. Riddle me this, Batman. Because the hmm. other big selling thing that they were doing as the push was the fact that they had all 30 jillion seasons of The Simpsons. Yeah. So okay. basically, it's, but it's The Simpsons is still showing on regular cable. So I couldn't figure out why that's a big selling point.
1: I, I, don't know. I, I I stopped watching The Simpsons a long ass time ago. Yeah. So the, CBS does, Online
2: whatever. also has all of the Star Treks, and yet almost all of the Star Treks are on Netflix too. I yeah, I, I, I don't think sense. it's the
1: exclusivity. It's just that they're all it's, together under one roof. The,
0: it's there.
1: Okay. Disney Plus is for people who have kids, right? It's this is like yeah. the thing to put on the tablet to shut your kid up, right? So. Uh, that's, I bought a subscription for my daughters who have kids. So it's like, here, just share the password and shove this in front of my granddaughter so I don't have to do things <laughs> yeah. with Here's people.
0: how I raised no, you. Um, no, shut up. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, i tell you that
0: the, at some point I will probably pay for it just so I could watch all of the 70s live action things uh, just to do it.
2: They'll give you a
0: free code any day now. I, sh- I, I well, yeah, I'll get I I'll know. get like the seven day free so, trial and I'll just binge nothing but seventies. Here's
1: Disney. the dick move, okay? So like the day after my payment for Disney Plus clears, I get this email that says, "Hey Hulu subscriber, your shit's going up by ten dollars a month." Wah, wah. <laughs> I'm like, really? "Hey, I never got that one. I never fuck, got that." Fuck you, Disney. Well, I have the I have the commercial free. I like I have the highest tier on Hulu. Oh, okay. And yeah, they I'm say it's commercial free, but it it's not. No. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: like that's I love it. Like why? That's yeah, they, never a selling point you can
0: yeah, trust. They give you the option to watch the the five minute commercial, so you don't have to get ten minutes of commercial.
1: Yeah. No, I don't even have that. It's it just okay. there's literally shows where the commercials aren't skippable. Basically, if you're watching live TV. The commercials are there, okay. or, and like they're there for the next twenty four hours. And I don't know. On some channels, you always have to sit through some amount of commercials It's garbage because I am paying for no commercials, damn it! Yeah,
0: screw you, Disney Plus.
1: But so yeah, they they cranked up their pricing hard on Hulu. I am not sure uh, that's going to work out so good for them. I am probably going to downgrade my Hulu now. But yeah, I don't know. What did you want to talk about about Disney Plus? You you brought it up. Uh, I think we've covered it.
0: Honestly, I just wanted to get somebody's opinion who who possibly had it well, and I knew Eric wouldn't be that man. Here here's the thing, right? It's there's too much <laughs> damn you.
1: stuff to watch. Yeah. Right? Nobody needs all of these streams Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus, and there's like the CBS all access and there's gonna be a new HBO Max, which John Oliver describes as it's not HDO, it's T V. Uh, yeah. but I, I mean well, it's, uh, there's no well, way I- it seems like they have to start collapsing in on themselves. Like, well know, that's the thing is stuff.
0: is the other trend that I've been reading about too is with all the streaming services coming on, uh you're gonna see online piracy start to shoot back up because not everybody's gonna wanna pay for these services. Yeah. But they're sure. gonna wanna see the content. I think so. though
2: I but, but honestly, I think this is the realization of a dream because cable used to be you know, 200 channels of shit you'll never watch, but you're paying for it anyway. And that's how E continued to exist.
0: <laughs> Good Lord. Now yeah. you can
2: just get the stuff you want. And I kind of like that. I mean, you have a couple that are sort of everything locations like, you know, Netflix or Amazon or Hulu. But then all these niche channels like Disney or. CBS, mm. which should really just be the Star Trek channel, because it's all Star Trek, and then a bunch of shit shows they don't show on yeah. TV. bunch of bullpup. Uh, yeah, the, the HBO stuff, it's like, yeah, just get the stuff you want, and everything else can burn.
1: A la carte is the future, I still say. Um, I
2: don't see there ever being a Kardashian streaming service, because absolutely no one chooses to watch that over something else. <laughs> you watch that because it's two in the morning, and... You're drunk, I guess. Yeah. I you've don't know. Had, I've never yeah, seen you've had, it.
0: <laughs> you've had too much crank. Yeah, yeah. that's basically it. Okay. Well, uh, I'll, I'll take a pass on the Disney Plus for now. Yeah, it it's, seems not, a little, it's not it seems quite ready marish.
1: for you. I think once they've got more of the content in place, that's when you want to like take the dive and watch all okay. your Don Knotts movies and Fred McMurray's and whatever. <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll write my dissertation one day. Fuck. Flubber. Mm. It's called Flubber. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, do we want to? We want to try a real show now?
1: I mean, we're forty-five minutes in. We might as well turn the show. Fuck it! Fresh goes better, fresh the fresh.
0: Fuck it! It's a holiday special. <laughs> uh, so thanks. That's the fresh shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so now that we've rambled on and on, we're like the drunk uncle in the corner at Thanksgiving, yeah. and just, ah, mag of this and mag of that, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> The basic conceit for this, I don't know if I explain it well enough to you, fellas, but it was just, it's Thanksgiving, basically just picking a movie that you, against all of your better judgment, enjoy. Uh-huh. Uh Uh, I-, I thought that would be fun to, to talk I've about. Got that. I've got one. I've got what I think
2: is, exactly that description okay it is uh uh, well let me give you the backstory on this um so in the late 60s george hamilton was trying to oh i think
0: i know it's gonna be yeah
2: he was trying to write uh uh, uh, his own movie uh to star himself uh and the idea was about a, a cowboy who stops riding horses so that he can do stunts on a motorcycle and to research his role, he starts talking to actual stuntmen, and the more he talks to them, the more he kept hearing about uh, this guy, Evil Knievel. And finally, he said, "You know what? Uh, this this guy's way more interesting than what I'm doing. Uh, I'll make a movie about him." So he he writes, I think, a treatment and shows shops it around and gets somebody to let him make his movie he hires a writer who writes something that he doesn't like. So he hires John Milius to write it. Now, John Milius is one, definitely one of my favorite awful filmmakers. He he wrote and directed <laughs> red Dawn. Uh, he's read it
0: like for you. He's like right up there with Paul Schrader. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The
2: two of them are peers. The two of them, I, I read an article once about, uh, John Milius taking, uh, uh, uh schrader to buy a gun (laughs) there's a movie right there yeah yeah paul schrader is like looking at this pistol and then he holds it up to check the aim and he starts pacing somebody on the other side of the store with the gun and john millies is like i realized at that moment you 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 just don't sell a gun to paul schrader (laughs) yeah so but but this guy is himself crazy um and he... Oh, yeah, that's right. He wrote the original draft of Apocalypse Now, and he initially wanted them to make the movie by actually going to Vietnam and shooting it in the middle of the war. And everyone's
0: just like, you're out of your fucking he mind. He wanted the Tropic Thunder, that shit. So there's, yeah. there's like
1: a theme of, of of basically kill John Milius here. Uh, yeah. and Give Paul Schrader yeah. a gun, or go shoot in Vietnam.
2: John Milius is out <laughs> of his mind. John, <laughs> yeah. John Milius is, is also the... Um, the 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 template for Walter from uh, the Big Lebowski. Yeah, to a T. To a T. Yeah, he's that nutty, and he looks just like Walter. But he, uh, yeah. Uh, and George Hamilton said, "I realized I'd basically hired a psychotic <laughs> to to write this script." But he was like, "All right, yeah, go ahead, do it." Uh, John Milius writes this insanely hilarious. Full of bravado n- unaware of how funny it is movie about Evil Knievel it's called Evil Knievel and George Hamilton stars as him and says just some of the most outrageously hilarious dumb shit seriously in monologue as evil if it is
1: impossible it will be done and that ladies and gentlemen is what I live by the only thing that can get in my way is fear, and fear's not a word in my vocabulary. I have not and never will know what that word means. Now, there's no trick to jumping a motorcycle over 19 cars and a couple of trucks. You just uh, hit the ramp at 80 or better. You sail up in the air. You take those bars in your hands, and you will that bike across, and you land smooth and pretty because that's what you said you'd do. I have never <laughs> seen this. Yeah. Oh, God. It's such a treasure. George and Harrison... They- as Evil can K- uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. George Hamilton. So, that would have been something. George yeah. Hamilton <laughs> as Evil evil. Yeah. yeah. How it's, have I never heard of this? I've I don't se- know. I think I've it, seen
0: bits of this on TV, but I've never actually seen the whole thing.
2: I had it on DVD for years. And I really? would always pull it out when I was like, you want, you want, you want to see something fucked up? and <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, it's him,
2: just the opening it- monologue of of Evil Knievel addressing the camera talking about it's a pleasure for us to risk our lives for you, kind of insanity. Oh, and and John Milius says of all the films he's made and John Milius has a track record. John Milius says this is the one movie he's ever written that was you know, full of all this insanity and bravado where they didn't change anything. They shot his <laughs> exact script. That alone should make
0: it something you want to see. You're really telling this, because when you said George Hamilton at the first, I thought you were going to bring up Zora the Gay Blade. And
1: yeah. <laughs> I was disappointed,
0: <laughs> but now I'm actually happy. <laughs> That she yeah. brought up evil can because that's a deep cut. Uh, George, yeah.
1: George Hamilton, I would never have expected that man to allow himself to wear a motorcycle helmet given how much he clearly loves his hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, does the
0: whole thing like build up to the, the jump over the canyon? Uh not the
2: canyon, no. It's okay. this is way before this. This is like seventy one, okay. seventy two. Uh it builds up to him jumping the um like the parking lot in, in Caesars or something, okay. you know, it's like, like Jumping he did a shark.
0: A, Does he jump a shark? <laughs> <laughs> he might <laughs> as well. have. Damn.
2: Yeah. It was like a, a, a one of his more meaningful famous jumps. Uh, but you know, they, they use file footage from that.
0: Yeah. This is uh, all. Yeah. Evil Knievel, man. That's like an instant flashback to childhood.
2: Ah, okay. Uh, it, it, film ends with Knievel successfully completing the jump at the Ontario motor speedway uh, and riding off onto a dirt road, which leads to the edge of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> ah, at the time of the production, the real evil was hyping a jump over the Grand Canyon. So okay. this is, so the, so yeah, the audience is aware of so, the Grand Canyon jump, but it hasn't happened yet. So shameless self-promotion.
1: Yes. That, yeah, it's like That's a trailer awesome. for Evil Evil's next time. You know, most people our age, our real memory of Evil Knievel is him getting on his bike and the bike getting revved up by a little crank that goes. Rrr, 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 rrr. <laughs> oh, the toy. And then he goes yeah, about yeah. two toy. feet
0: and he falls off the bike and like oh, dies. No. Right? If you if you crank that little handle, man, you could get some mm. torque. That thing oh, shot like a motherfucker. You, like, just yeah, 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 you just had to take it outside. Yeah. Everybody had that. <laughs> yeah. I have a, one of our friends, uh, Chris. From uh, a while back, he would tell stories about playing with that at home, but they had parquet floors, and his mom would get so pissed because it would leave little scuff parks all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awesome toy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember loving Evil Knievel as a
2: kid and always watching that stuff on Wide World of Sports when he would jump something else, and then hearing that all of his toys were being taken off the shelves because he beat up his manager with a baseball bat. And at the time, as a kid, I said to my dad, but he's... He can still jump over stuff. Who cares? You know, like I had like this total moral disconnect. It's like so what? So what is it about this
0: movie that makes you uh, like it against all of your best judgment, though?
2: Because it's so bad. It's like it's it's got a sort of Plan Nine kind of. Are you shitting me? You know, like like I don't know. You you, you just have to to hear. How okay? Awesome, George Hamilton slash Evil Knievel thinks he is. <laughs> so it's just and an and it's really hard sort of to sort of figure out where the line is. You know, which one of them thinks they're the awesome one? Okay. And he looks like Stamos th- in this at this
1: period. That doesn't okay. help. When, okay. when, you, when you say Evil Knievel in the seventies, I think Steve McQueen, not not George Hamilton. <laughs> McQueen, man, maybe, had too much class. Maybe if you were for that. making
2: like a less sympathetic one, you know, because Steve McQueen wouldn't have sold out and said, Yep, yeah. he's awesome. So I'm I'm helping to make an ad for him. <laughs> well, and
0: also, my ad in '71, McQueen was actually making Le Mans, So he's got oh, his yeah. own bag of things. So, yeah. So, <laughs> <But> good Lord.
1: <laughs> so, Chris, help me out. Remind me, you say it's Thanksgiving. So, how did we get from Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving to this? topic because i i i admit uh, i didn't quite
0: follow that thread uh well it's just because we're putting the show out near thanksgiving uh and you got to give thanks for things and so i thought it would be funny to give thanks for stuff that we really should uh, okay so, <laughs> so thanks, thanks eric for- yeah, thanks for thanks. evil knievel thanks <laughs> ha- happy thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> yeah It's basically the whole motif of this. It's sort of like when you're eating Thanksgiving dinner with the family and you don't want to be there and you start picking at the plate and you find that you're eating like the Fantasia salad – And realizing that at some point, (laughs) okay, like what the hell is ambrosia
1: salad? But I've had it called on accident, somebody called it Anastasia salad, and now it's Fantasia salad. You know, it's
0: the different name, but the same bullshit. But you know, you start eating that one wrong just because
2: of Edward Scissorhands. I brought my famous ambrosia.
0: but it's like yeah you you bite into it and you're like this is not bad it's jelloy and then you're like is that coconut is that an orange slice it's like what the hell is salad,
1: this <laughs> salad fruit salad like, the more you eat the more there is of it like cuz the brooms keep bringing it into buckets and dumping it on the thanksgiving yeah. table <laughs> it's, it's basically <laughs> the marshmallows and the fruit it's it's the tri-
0: it's the triple food of thanksgiving who wants to eat from the fire hose <laughs> So yeah, that's the basic concept. Just uh, stuff you should know better, but you still just do anyway. You know. Thanks, okay, So what what have you got, Chris? Uh, I don't know if I can talk. Well, maybe I can talk evil can evil because I tell you what. Uh, as much as I should never ever ever like the movie Tango and Cash, uh, I enjoy the do. I enjoy the fuck of out of that movie. Let's do it. And I'll tell you why Because not only is it because you've got uh, A, Stallone and Kurt Russell In a buddy cop action thing Uh, If you watch (laughs) it It plays like the most Pinpoint, razor sharp parody Of every action trope from the 80s And I can't to this day tell If they're doing it on purpose Or if it's just a total accident And it worked you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> boggles not. my mind. It boggles my they're mind. They're not.
2: I've, I, 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 I can tell you. Okay, do you remember? Uh, there's a movie, a really good movie called Runaway Train with. Uh, uh, yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. With so John Voight th- and Eric Roberts.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, a Russian filmmaker made that. It was his yeah. first, you know, English language movie, and he, yeah. you know, it's brilliant. This guy's brilliant. Well, he gets hired to make this Tango and Cash nonsense, and is so just i guess you know <laughs> run roughshod over by stallone that uh he just oh fuck it do whatever you want i don't yeah. care i think yeah. his name is still on it but
0: yeah it's Andrzej not his thing. but no they brought in other directors uh to to like help finish it uh and one of them was the guy that did purple rain uh <laughs> is on the title And then I think at one point Barry Sonnenfeld was the first director of photography and Stallone had him fired. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. That's right. There's just so much weird shit in this, but basically it's just, okay. Ray Tango played by Stallone, who's the straight laced button up, uh, uptown cop. And you got Kurt Russell as the white, the blue collar dirt bag, undercover cop with the good, uh, like Mel Gibson, lethal weapon hair. And he, and he's Gabe cash and Russell's walking around this movie for the most part with like this giant hand cannon. And then on top of the hand cannon, he's got this giant laser scope thing (laughs) and it looks like a space gun. And it's like, (laughs) what in the hell is going on? It's got like laser pointing and shit. And then Jack Palance is the bad guy who runs this like crime syndicate And he basically, instead of having them killed to get him out of the way for, like, ruining all of these gun deals and drug deals and whatever, he concocts to have them framed and arrested and (laughs) sent to prison. Oh, is he the
1: one who marks Tango and
0: Cash? Cash Tango and and Cash. If it
1: isn't Tango, it's Cash. Tango and Cash.
2: Cash and Tango. These two cops are driving me crazy. Yeah. And he's, like,
0: playing with mice as the metaphor for his henchmen. And he's, like, got him in this, like like plastic maze thing. And it's like, this doesn't make any goddamn sense. You weirdo. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then, so the, yeah, they put him in prison and then they basically, uh, have them dropped into the laundry room in the middle of the night. Cause the prison's corrupt. And then Palance like shows up with his cronies and all these prisoners and basically tries to electrocute him. Uh, and then that doesn't work, and then there's like a big fight, and then they have to bust out of prison to clear their name, and la, 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 la. Like, none of the pieces make any sense if you scrutinize them to any degree. But by the time you get to the end of the movie, you're like, that's the most amazing 80s action movie I have ever seen in my entire life.
2: Yeah. it There are like a bunch of root films in the 80s that are action, you know, classics. You've got... What, Commando, Lethal Weapon, and Die Hard, and a couple of others. And yeah. then you have every other film basically parroting bits. Yeah. And what you're left with is Tango and Cash and Cobra.
1: Yeah. I it's, oh. I I can never keep Tango and Cash and Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man straight in my <laughs> no, head. They're very similar. They're stupid as 80s movies that Chris was way more into than I was. Harley you, Davidson well, and
2: the Marlboro Man is awesome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love. Like when that came out, I think I was one of the four people in the theater.
1: You uh, had I the poster it. hanging in the
0: apartment because <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Damn, I wish I, I, I had picked I that one it. now.
2: I, but, I uh, loved it. I think, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. We, but You and yeah. I and a bunch of people went to see that, and
0: we were both like, <laughs> that was fucking awesome. <laughs> Everyone was like, see, well, it's just, what did we just yeah. see? <laughs> yeah, it's the same vibe. It's like, well, uh, I know it was a movie, but I couldn't tell you why any of it worked. I think yeah. you just have to come at it from like a sideways angle to really get it. But the thing with Tango and Cash is it just, uh, it's every action trope. And then by the end, they're busting into the, crime stronghold in like this big giant souped up RV four by four truck with cannons and shit all over it. Mm -hmm. And it's bulletproof. I'm like, none of it makes sense. It's like how, how, like I was watching it recently and I thought, man, this, this whole thing plays like the best two hour TV pilot for the most amazing TV show ever made. That's never going to get made. I'm like, I would, I would watch that show based on this pilot. You know what I mean? Because it had like a Riptide feel. It's you know a little bit of the, the, like the I can't even re- recall like what they're aping, but it's like you got Lethal Weapon, you got Die Hard, you got all this stuff, and it just none of it works out. <laughs> the sub, the yeah. sub is not as good as the pieces, and then there's all all these like weird sexual innuendos about their man parts, because basically it's a bromance at heart. I mean, it's just, there's so much weird going on with this thing. And then when you get to Kurt Russell and drag, all bets are off. It's like, that's just, that's, I'm done. That's just take me home now. And (laughs) Terry Hatcher is Sly Stallone's
2: sister. And there's this whole thing of, hey, stop looking at my sister. And like, (laughs) yeah. This is like the period of Sly's career where he said, I need to diversify and do more than muscle heads. But he can't do anything else. And so you just this
0: string of shit. Well, I tell you what you do. Go to YouTube. There's a whole like 10-minute clip that – remember Premiere Magazine when that was a thing? Oh, sure. They they did like a, a promo reel for Tango and Cash before it came out. And it's just them interviewing Kurt Russell And Sly Stallone and then doing just intermittent clips. And at one point Stallone actually said that the reason he wanted to do this thing is because it was a very witty script. (laughs) Very happy. (laughs) I thought, oh, God, fuck you. Yeah. And then then like sends Kurt Russell off into paroxysms of uh, heavy smoker laugh. Where it's just like, dude, just <laughs> go get checked out. Really, it's just ah, uh, it's so dumb. There's there's a moment in there
2: where one character says of Tango or Cash, I could never tell them apart. Yeah. Uh, but the Sly Stallone character, hey, who do you think you are? And the other one says, Hey, I'll tell you who he thinks he is.
0: He thinks he's Rambo. Oh my God. And then what does he reply with? Rambo's a pussy. That's what he says. Yeah, that's in the movie. So Stallone basically says Rambo's a pussy. So when you watch it, you start thinking, what universe is this in? Because in this universe, Sylvester Stallone is an actor in a movie about Rambo. And this guy that Stallone is playing has seen the movie. It's just, yeah. It's the birth of meta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really, but it did lay the groundwork for uh, Harley Davidson, the Marble Man, but also uh, Last Action Hero, all of that stuff. And uh, Oscar. Yeah. So, and uh, <laughs> Stop Where My Mom Will Shoot. Basically, uh, the <laughs> <fucking> whole. Oh, God. <laughs> the whole Stallone oh. 90s ooze.
2: And, and, I'm in hell. uh, <laughs> uh on, um, oh, that's right. They were trying to get, when they were trying to get, uh, uh, I believe Tombstone made and, uh, uh, Kurt Russell was going crazy because the director who wrote it wasn't, wasn't getting the job done. Uh, Sly Stallone said, well, Hey, go hire this guy who made Rambo two, because basically he's just, uh, he'll just sit back and let you do whatever the fuck you want. And that's how yeah. Kurt Russell really directed Tombstone. <laughs> yeah. But you can he, thank he, Tango he got that put together because he was in a movie with yeah.
0: Sly. Yeah. Well, all I will f- wow. I'll finish with this is that, uh, Originally, uh, Patrick Swayze was supposed to play the Kurt Russell role, uh, and he dropped out to make Roadhouse the same year. So wrap your head around that one. Well, that is a superior film. Yeah, in many ways.
2: (laughs) Can you imagine those two, though, in a movie? Patrick Swayze and Sly Stallone. I'm more wooden. No, I'm more wooden. No, I'm more wooden. No, I'm more wooden.
1: No, I'm more wooden. Yeah. So, Uh, thanks. Thanks.
0: Yeah, Chris? happy stanksgiving. Stanks. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. So yeah, tango and cash. 30 years later. Top oh, that, Brian. I
1: Top can't. That. I uh, I am just going to talk you guys through my thought process and I had a hard time with Thanksgiving because let's be honest, Every episode of this podcast, I'm doing this segment, right? Oh, you're I'm on going me. You're on to me. To like all of these. I was trying big to just movies, And yeah. yeah, I know I'm watching a bunch of stuff you hate, but I'm having a good time with it. Yeah. Uh, so so I'm struggling. Like, okay, I could bring back G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra, but we've done that, right? Yeah. like It's tough. It, it's tough. You know, and. Oh, I. I thought you were going to bring the dark backward, by the way, Chris. But uh, anyways, that
0: whatever. I actually like that movie. I have and no I shame. Ba- over I the have dark no. was yeah. the
1: point of of Thanksgiving. Was it was it was <laughs> no? But it's things but it's, that I are mean, bad that are objectively it's shame. bad.
2: Shame that you it's, you think, know this is awful. You know you shouldn't oh, yeah. want to watch. Yeah, it. yeah there's that you that can't ink- stop.
0: Yeah, there's that inkling in the back of your head as you're watching it, going, "I really should not enjoy this at all." But goddamn it, I do. All
1: right, so. I was gonna go on a whole bit about the Sega Saturn video game console fitting the the criteria of this, but I'm gonna save that for another show. <laughs> okay. Let's. I'm 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 gonna go back to one of one of the other things that keeps coming up on the show. But the, this particular movie, "The World Is Not Enough,"
0: oh, um, oh yeah, not the worst Bond movie, not but the the it's worst pretty Bond damn movie. close.
1: I like it anyway I know I know it's bad okay I know it's stupid (laughs) I know that Denise Richards
0: is fucking terrible right Dr. Christmas the fucking nuclear physicist come on the the, I'm here's the thing
1: right I'm so rooting for Pierce Brosnan to be a good James Bond right I when they didn't cast him and they cast Timothy Dalton I was like hey but they yeah. should have got Remington Steele because he would be awesome and then yeah. Goldeneye is one of the best Bond movies full stop Yeah. And, and and ever since then I'm just like I just want a good another good Pierce Brosnan Bond and this is as close as you can
0: Get to that. So, Look, so let me ask you: Is is *World* I, not enough? The reason you like it because of the 25-minute opening scene? I, you know, I don't even remember the
2: 25 <laughs> 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 That's the one where he chases her on the boat and she yeah. gets up on the hot air balloon—and yeah,
1: no, okay. I'm, so, first yeah. of all, it has a it has a stomping theme by *Garbage*, right? Yeah, great Bond theme. Uh, Sophie Marceau is just super easy on the eyes.
0: Okay. Love her. Um, the... She's the only reason that I'll watch Braveheart, honestly. The, um,
1: the, the twist being, because, I mean, who cares about spoilers, right? The twist being that our guy, Begbie or whatever, um, isn't, Robert Carlyle isn't really the bad guy. He's more the henchman but you think he's but supposed they, to be the bad guy. But they
0: play him like the bad guy, yeah. But, yeah, but it's the real bad sucker. guy
1: is the Bond girl. There's and, just yeah. so many things that this movie does well, but it's I, just hampered by how stupid Bond gets during the Brosnan years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it's think,
2: again, it's a it's a Purvis and Wade thing. They, they have yeah. to have written it, but yeah. it's got a lot of great ideas in it. It unfortunately also has, you know, Robbie Coltrane and helicopters with saw blades that to trim trees. You no, know, wait, I thought that
1: was the world <laughs> I thought that was Tomorrow Never Dies. That's Tomorrow HBO. Never Dies. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. Is it is it is. Yeah. Those they all kind of <laughs> blend together those two. The tomorrow never dies and the road's not enough. Yeah. No. The, the World is Not but, Enough oh, is yeah, the one where... Right,
2: Robbie Coltrane's got the brother who's the sub-commander, and he dies in this... Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So this is the one with the submarine fight in the, in the reactor okay. at the end, It just oil got better. pipeline. It
2: just became a better movie for me, because it didn't have the helicopters <laughs> with the saw blades.
0: Wait, this, this isn't the one with the uh, remote-controlled BMW, is it? <laughs>
1: No, that's See, we can, can search oh, away all the shit. Which one does have the remote control beam? It might be, actually. <laughs> I think it is the that's... one with the remote control with the with the super product placement phone that controls the remote Yeah, I think this is yeah, that movie. And,
0: and the Heineken product placement yeah, everywhere. Uh, I mean, that's it's... basically, yeah, the the nineties the were pretty fallow for Bond apart from Goldeneye. It's honestly. yeah,
2: it, whoever was making them at the time sort of felt they had to have the silly moments of Bond, but
1: Yeah, I think despite
2: the silly moments in that, it's got it's a great idea too. Set off a nuke uh, uh, at the heart of that oil uh, Mm -hmm. line so that you basically have a a monopoly. Hey, this is the movie with the helicopters with the saw blades. So fuck you, you guys (laughs) are wrong. (laughs) We can't remember anyway. Here's what I'm saying.
1: I like this movie. I do, and I know that it sucks. But I like it. It's fun. It's got, I mean, J- Judy Dench is in it. We've got Pierce Brosnan. And we've got Sophie Marceau. We've got Robert Carlyle. We've got a kind of interesting plot. And, yeah, we have a bunch of really dumb pseudo-future tech from the 90s. And for God's Which, sakes, Denise yeah. Richards. Ugh. Well, I, well, I will ugh. tell you
0: that it's, it's got, and Eric will probably uh, chime in on this, but for all of the Brosnan years especially, it has one of the best moments in any of his features. And it's when he actually kills Sophie Marceau
1: because mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. just,
0: because he finds out that she's just the evil villainous and he just drops her. Boom. Yeah. Uh, no remorse. It's like, holy shit. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I remember in the yeah. theater going, ah, oh, that's not Brosnan as Vaughn, but is it? And I guess I think it is think he now. kills her <laughs> while she's mid sentence saying
2: something like, you're not going <laughs> to yeah. shoot. Bob." Yeah. Yeah. The only thing uh, that okay, would have so made it better it is, is if the lot. Li- <laughs> The only thing that would have made it better is if her final line was wait
1: wait 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 wait. <laughs> I needed to go rewatch well, The World Is Not Enough cuz
0: Well, I got I, I think it
1: might be better than people remember. I I
2: it's, think it's one it's one of my favorite bonds. It is one of my favorite. I'm I I make no yeah. bones about that and anybody who wants to scoff at that, I point them at the entire collection of Bond films and say, "Find something better." Because <laughs> After Connery, they're all pretty fucking silly. There's a lot of uh, shitty Connery ones
0: too. I'm yeah. Sorry. Uh, and the the more years are difficult to point to as a bastion of quality, uh, but World of D- is not enough. Kind of hit the apex because the next one that came is in my Die mind of the, the worst day. Bond oh, film Jesus, ever. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, full was stop. I mean, abort. it's just. Wow. So yeah, wow. so world is not enough has the distinction of being no, a, a no, relatively no, no, I'm grace sorry. note. Spectre
1: <laughs> is worse than die
2: another day. I said it. <sighs> okay. okay, this There's is a new sauce. show we're gonna do. We're gonna do like in the next week or two, sh- certainly. What's the worst Bond The film. worst Bond. <laughs> defend bond. the worst okay, Bond film. But in fact, actually, it. I think next week is my show. So uh, next week, next week's show is going to be. Defend the worst Bond film and why it's worse than right. any I, other I, Bond I will, film.
1: I will defend. I'm going to try and defend. I another day against Spectre, and I'm going to watch both of those god awful fuck piles <laughs> to do it. <laughs> okay, okay. And pick and pick which
2: one you think is worse. because I, yeah. uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I, and for once, let us not pick Moonraker. They've I made like so many worse
0: films than Moonraker. I, I have a special place in my heart for Moonraker. Yeah. I, 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 I look at all of James
2: Bond as comfort food that is kind of crap.
0: Which explains this entire theme <laughs> to yeah. a T. It's, yeah, it's basically, it's not good for me, and it's not fun going down sometimes, but damn it, I'm going to keep eating it.
1: It's kind of like this podcast. And if you want <laughs> exactly. even more...
0: You could go to our website.
1: <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. All the old wow. episodes of the Difference and the Huge Podcast. Our website is maghuge.com. M-A-G-H-U-G-E uh, you know, Also, find us on the on your podcast app of choice. Give us a five-star rating. Don't even write a review. Just click the button. Give us a rating. Uh, share us and on if your if social If you don't feeds. like
2: it, give us a rating and let
1: us know what you didn't uh, like. If you don't like this, give you. us a five-star rating and then tell us what you didn't like dude um, if
2: they didn't like it they didn't listen to it this far
1: I don't care <laughs> you don't know that also on our website you can find a link to our twitter feed we're at mag huge. you can find a link to our facebook page where we're something the magnificently huge podcast you can find our instagram and you can find a link to email us we are magnificently huge at gmail.com. uh yeah trip to fan people go sit on the couch and burp yourself to sleep it's thanksgiving
0: yeah. enjoy black friday suckers James
2: Bond will return in. Oh crap, not another one. (laughs) Uh, And (laughs) see.